What is up? This is Take It or Leave It. Coming from our little makeshift studio on a Thursday, August 22nd, I believe. Something like that. It is the 22nd. And you know how I know that? How do you know that? Here's our first little story I told you had. It's not really a story. But ACC just dropped their network and it's available today. Wait, really? Yep. ACC now has their own network. Because I knew they always had an ACC channel, but it was technically through ESPN. Is it like on its so own it's now? The ACC network. Oh. Yep. Shout out to the ACC. Launches now. I 450 love it. live events to Ju- air annually. Just in time for football. ACC yep. football officially kicks off along with SEC football this Saturday. Florida playing against Miami. Technically a home game for Florida. It will be in Orlando, so it's pretty much in between both squads. I believe Orlando is about three hours from Miami, probably a little farther from Gainesville. No, probably three hours as well, so going to be a good game. Well, we'll see. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, let's jump right in. Well, we got, we're, we're going all out on football today, yeah? 100% football, no other stories. Well, there there are other stories, but we just decided to kind of kicking to the curb this week we're just going all football we're too excited for college football though it's only one game this weekend we do have more games coming i believe thursday friday which we will be at wisconsin at usf in tampa on wisconsin baby too excited by the way that's the reason we can't go to alabama we got to tell lexi i knew there there was something so let's jump in we're gonna jump into our first story everyone's been talking about it this week Baker Baker, touchdown, touchdown maker. maker. Um, in the news again, he's been staying in the news. Um, not really a bunch of bad stuff, but this one is a little bad. So this so one, wh- this what one happened? looked bad. Give us the lowdown. So yeah, Baker had an interview recently. I think it was with GQ. Yep. And uh, they asked him some questions, and then he had a uh, statement like saying that he was so surprised that Daniel Jones got uh got picked by the giants in the first round yeah and that it just blew his mind how much teams overlook or overthink picking the quarterback position and that at the end of the day you got to pick guys that win and so everybody was like whoa dude chill like that which here's what's funny people giants fans non-giants fans media they've been tearing the giants up for that pick Tearing. As soon as it was announced, like this is our pick, it was like what? the entire nation went, "What?" Yeah, and and they've been tearing up Daniel Jones and the Giants ever since. And now Baker said, "Well, we'll get we'll break it down a little bit more." But it appears Baker says the same kind of thing we've all been saying, and everyone's like, "Hey, buddy, why are you saying that? You can't say that. That's mean. That's rude." Oh, here goes Baker again with yeah. his with his attitude and his bad boy mentality, like. So Ben then Baker comes out on Barstool Sports Instagram on, on an Instagram post and commented basically, no, that's not what I said. They twisted my words a little bit. Took it way I was out of talk- context. Yeah, taking out of context. He said basically what I was saying is I was I couldn't believe I got picked as a number one overall pick and then got onto the subject of Danger Jones saying I can't believe he got like so still doesn't really make it any better, but it does a little bit. He was still he was just saying like it's it's incredible how NFL teams break down that decision to make it. And like, he, he didn't expect to be a number one pick and he didn't expect Daniel Jones to be a number six pick. I, I think they were six overall. So 
a little bit better, I guess, but still kind of a shot at Daniel Jones. But you explained something to me last night. Pretty cool of him. What did he do after the fact? Uh, he, he actually reached out to Daniel Jones after to kind of clear the air and just kind of like, I, I guess, apologize in a way and kind of explain himself some more. Like, hey, sorry, this got out there, dude. This is not how I meant to come across. So Also, I also heard that some of his surprise, Baker's surprise of like why everybody's freaking out about this was because I guess that interview was like back in April and it and it and the issue just came out now. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's been months. So, he's like, wait, what? <laughs> like forgot he said it yeah yeah it literally happened right after the draft so he probably didn't even know daniel jones at the time but regardless and didn't you say daniel jones he wasn't upset about it no no daniel jones handled it with so much class he his literal answer to it i think this was before he had spoken to baker his response was basically i think baker's a great quarterback he's super fun to watch i just kind of focus on what i'm doing here that was kind of it he just was super classy about it super professional also now, since we're talking about Daniel Jones and kind of we're almost done with this topic in the first place, how surprisingly good has he been this preseason? <laughs> he's been fantastic. I think he's only had two incomplete passes. He's like 19 of, or no, he's like, I think he's 17 of 19, and he has a perfect QBR or passer rating. It I, honestly, like, it doesn't matter to the Giants organization how well he plays. Eli's the starter. Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. So like it's it's kind of frustrating like this guy's trying to try his best for this opportunity. He's yeah. playing pretty well, and they're like, Eli's a guy. Yeah, uh, he's just been surprising to me. I just didn't think he was that good, and I know it's against second stringers usually, but it's still a said, higher intense intensity yeah. situation. Oh, absolutely. And what's crazy is everyone. His knock was that he didn't have the arm strength. He didn't have the zip on the ball. He threw a a pretty deep ball, but didn't have the the strength behind it. I besides not being able to push it down the field deep like Eli can. Eli's known as a gun, gunslinger his whole career. He, he he's got good zip on the ball. Like the ball moves on a line when he's throwing it underneath, and he he makes really good decisions so far. So I've been surprised. I thought he looked pretty good, but um, yeah. You got anything else on the Baker Mayfield Daniel Jones situation? Nope. That about wraps it up. So our next story, we're gonna jump over to uh, big news today out of New England. One of their kind of pillars on their defense for the past 11 years or so. He's been part of three Super Bowl winning teams. Patrick Chung, charged with cocaine possession today. Uh, well, not no. yet. It's supposed to be next Wednesday. He, he was indicted. Indicted. And, and now to be he's charged. going to be arraigned next week. Yes, it's supposed to be next Wednesday that he's arraigned. Um, kind of wild, especially. You don't, you don't usually hear news like this, like this heavy of news coming out of new england they usually kind of keep it buttoned up for the they, most part they obviously a pretty tight ship up there yeah and usually obviously the aaron hernandez thing was crazy but that was before new england it just happened to come out while well, he was in new england. england um what else That's josh really gordon it. but josh, josh gordon had again, issues prior before, and they new just kind of wrapped their arms around him and which still wrapping their arms he may come him. back well Don't he's there he's playing as far as i've heard and read he's He's off this, yeah, he's not suspended okay. by the team anymore. Like, and he's well, it was by the, the, league. the okay, the league. Okay, yeah, cool. I mean, he's been because I, I mean, like, yes, it sucks the situation he's in, but I really want to see him play because he's, oh, he's, he's a great player. I want to see him play. Did you know with a minimum of thirty targets, or passes, or receptions, whatever, whatever the stat is, the minimum of thirty receptions, Josh Gordon averages the most yards per play from Tom Brady, or gives Tom Brady his most yards per throw in Tom's career. 
Really? Yeah, more than Randy Moss. Randy Moss is like 9.4 yards per per reception or per throw for Tom Brady when when, tar- when throwing to Randy Moss. Josh Gordon's like 10.4 or something like that. So he's hmm. – he's I forget number two is Gronk, I think. Okay. Like with 10.2 or something. Josh Gordon's 10.4 or so. We need Gronk so Pretty back. impressive. Yeah, he's a, he's a national treasure. But, you know, I think he'll probably come back later in the season, but we'll see. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, crazy news out of New England. So we'll see, we'll keep an eye on that situation. Patrick Chung, they lose a big piece to that defense. At this point, he's not playing his best football, but he's a veteran presence and, yeah. again, a stronghold on that defense. Yeah. Moving on, Cowboys, America's team. Not my team. Not my team. Not my America's team. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Um, what's going on there, Easton? Uh, so as you guys have heard us talking a little bit of these running backs holding out for some extra, some extra dollars, Zeke's one of those guys. And, um, in, in the interview with Jerry Jones. Yeah. They were like, so how's the situation with Zeke going? And Jerry responded, Zeke who? (laughs) Rough. So at first I was like, dang, that's kind of, that's rude. Like, like. At the same time, I don't think Zeke should get huge money. I think he should get good money. He's a good back, but I, I never am a fan of paying running backs a ton because just look at what's happening. And you know, look before Zeke, it was Damian Darren McFadden, fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred yard rusher behind that offensive line. Then before that, I mean, then you got Le'Veon Bell going away. James Conner steps in and plays really well. Like it just running backs are a dime a dozen to me, and maybe not as good. As Zeke or Bell or Gurley, but they get the job done. They play really well. Look what happened when Gurley was out and CJ Anderson came in for the yeah. he big was boy fan- blue. Yeah, he was fantastic. So, anyways, but at first, like first take, I was like, that was really messed up by Jerry Jones. But then when you think about it, Zeke has done nothing but get in trouble since he came to the league. And what has Jerry Jones done? He's defended him at no to no end like he has defended him completely in all this situation he's even tried to get Roger Goodell fired because of certain things that have happened with Zeke and the the suspensions on Zeke and whatnot he's he's literally tried to get Roger Goodell fired so I feel like and he even said that in another in the second interview they asked him like everyone's upset Zeke's upset about that joke you made how do you feel and he was like I think I've deserved a little bit of a joke like with Zeke because I've put my neck out for him so many times and it was like ah yeah you're probably right you can you should probably be able to <laughs> joke however you want and now all of that just come full circle to where now the cowboys have made an offer to zeke which will uh with the deal make him i think the second highest paid running back in the nfl i think that's what i saw yeah or what you showed me because i didn't even see it but and when you told me about it, i started looking it up but yeah so, I mean, at this point, that's that's good money, Zeke. Like, I don't know what, what else you can really hold out for. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money. I, I honestly was going to look up the figures because that means he'd be higher paid than Le'Veon Bell, less pay, a little bit less than Todd Gurley. And I meant to look up those figures to kind of meet in the middle and see mm-hmm. what this contract's going to look like. Have you gotten any updates since I, then? That I was kind of breaking it, no. right before the show. So I don't know if anything's been done at this point. But um, it's 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 big money, no matter what. It's big money, and and you know what? Cowboys offer. Okay, no, I thought there there was an update. 
So yeah, still at this point, it's just an offer, no acceptance yet. And I wouldn't put it past Zeke to, to, to not take this offer, honestly. Really? I think he wants to be the top paid running back in the league. And I don't know, man. I, I just What you know. if what if uh, he doesn't take it and then Melvin Gordon goes to the Cowboys? That'd be wild. I don't know if they can afford Well, yeah, no, because Zeke's on a rookie contract. So then they could offer Melvin Gordon this, you know, second mode or maybe even lower it a little bit. I think Melvin yeah. Gordon would take top five yeah. paid, you know. Yeah, I think he would too. That'd be interesting because then you just say, you know what, okay, you're not going to play. We don't have to pay you. So, I mean, there's obviously some that's guaranteed in, in NFL contracts. Mm-hmm. But but obviously, I mean, at the same time, though, you got to play to earn that. So, like, I don't think Le'Veon Bell didn't get anything from the Steelers for, for sitting out. If you're – if I forget what the the way it works. If you're hurt, you get paid certain amount there's a there's a guaranteed amount that like whether Mm -hmm. you get hurt or not but if you choose to sit out i don't think they have to pay you anything so bell played for nothing last year now he's getting paid with the jets but that's true that could happen because they could say all right we're not going to pay you you've got two this is the thing that irks me about the whole zeke situation is he's got two years left on this contract like i get you want to get paid now and and obviously a a career could end now you know he is a career could he could get a huge injury and lose all that but it's like you got two years. That's a long time left on your contract. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you would approach it, to, I don't know. Whatever. We'll see what happens. They've made the offer. If he doesn't take it, he's crazy. And if he doesn't take it, that'd be interesting. If but but again, the Chargers have to would have to trade, right? Yes. It would have to Melvin be Melvin Gordon had to be traded. So, so what do you do? Do you trade Zeke out to L.A. like player for player, or maybe it would probably have to be player like Melvin for Zeke, and then the Chargers probably have to give a little bit more. Both very good players, but I, I think Zeke would be looked at as a little bit more valuable, which I don't know why I like Melvin Gordon. I mean, I get it. Zeke, Zeke's production's there, I guess. Yeah. But again, it's that offensive line. Oh, yeah. Huge so. part of it. And the, I, th- I thought Zeke wasn't going to get an offer because earlier in the week I saw that uh, Jalen Smith got a uh, $65 million deal, which was um, makes him the highest paid, highest paid what inside was it, like linebacker 35 mil guaranteed for, for the guarantee the guarantee is the highest for the linebackers which is yeah 35 that's a, and a half huge mil. contract for yeah. for linebackers so I, I was like oh zeke's not gonna get money if they're paying jalen smith this stupid contract like there's no way zeke's getting his money but apparently what they a make him offer. story too for jalen smith drops in the draft because he got hurt with notre dame in a bowl game didn't play his whole first season in the nfl and now here we are what like three years later and he's getting paid buku bucks yep and that's one of the things Jerry Jones said that he wanted to take care of him because he's he's never he's always at practice, does not miss practice, doesn't miss games, does what he's told, just hard worker, leader on the defense, and the production's there. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm in the midst of all the Zeke stuff, I'm gonna pay you first, bro, because yeah. you're doing what you're supposed to do. Anyways, all right, uh, last story in the NFL that we've got. I'm sure there's more that we've missed, but the last one we've got in our notes. Uh, I'm going to call it a little bit of good cop, bad cop going on in Oakland. Oh, it's not Oakland anymore, right? It's Vegas. They're still technically in California, but the Las Vegas Raiders, are they are they going by that yet? I haven't heard anybody refer so to them as that. So they technically are still the Oakland Raiders, I guess. So the Oakland Ra- whatever the whatever calls it, Oak, the, the, the Raiders. Raiders, you got a little... Good cop, bad cop coming from Oakland. I don't know why I keep trying to say a city because I don't know what it is. You don't, you coming don't from to. the Raiders, uh, good cop being 
John Gruden, bad cop being Mike Mayock, both concerning Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Uh, Gruden is behind everything Antonio Brown does. He's so in the press. He's so supportive of him. On Hard Knocks, he's been so supportive of him, just building him up, building him up. And Mike Mayock finally, on the other hand, out in the press saying, he's got to be here. He has got to be here. And if he's not, then that's it. We'll move on without you, basically. Yeah. And um, But he's back, so... I don't know. What did you? How, what did you take of that? What do you take of this good cop, bad cop thing? Um, I f- I feel like John knows the uh, potential that Antonio Brown has, and he wants to keep that on his team, and they kind of put out a lot for him. But M- Mike Mayock is, you know, he, he's a manager, so he's just tired of one of his one of his guys just messing around. He doesn't care. Like, yes, he does because he wants to win. But you know, then again, he doesn't care about all the the drama. The drama is just unnecessary. It seems like to him. But John Gruden has been around the league and knows drama, knows players. They get their TV head. star. Yeah. for the past what so, ten years. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I I think Mike Mayock's not wrong in saying you got we we need you to choose like are you going to be here or not. I don't think that's wrong, you know, because he's he's kind of acting childish. You Antonio Brown is no, yeah, hundred percent. You want to know something interesting? I heard from another sports analyst. What if, and what are the odds, that this whole helmet thing is a cover-up to get everybody's eyes off of the cryo accident? Because that cryo accident should have never happened. It was a silly, dumb, especially for a 31-year-old veteran. Like, it doesn't happen. You don't see guys in the league having this accident, and it happened, which means it's something he did wrong or they and his group did wrong. Most likely him. <laughs> um so what if this whole helmet thing of, oh, I don't want to play because the helmet is really he can't play because of his feet and he's waiting for his feet to heal, but he doesn't want people to focus on why, how did you let that happen? Instead, it's it's about the league not letting me wear my helmet now. Then he's going through plenty extensive like ways to, to try to cover it up because, again, <clears throat> on Monday, he has filed another grievance for his helmet. But think about it though. Like, wouldn't you rather go through extensive, like? That's means. another one. Like, they already went through this with the helmet. He's like, all right, I'm excited to get back with my teammates and hang out. And he's still filing grievances. And well, now again, again, maybe he thought his feet were fine. He goes, he's like, and he practices on them. Yeah, he hurt. goes and practices, and it didn't feel fine. Yeah. And he's like, grievance, another grievance. <laughs> like, I can't do it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying that is. I just thought it was an interesting take, an interesting spin. It, yeah, I mean. It it would make sense, like I wouldn't doubt it. But Wait, would you doubt knows? anything with AB <laughs> at this um, point? Character, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a guy, man! All right, blonde mustache, AB all day, every day. I think that's all we got. We're gonna jump over to our next segment. All right. We are getting fired up for some college football, baby. Starting up this week, starting Saturday, ending next Saturday. That's It's a really long week one. Um, by the way, have you joined the pool yet? Are you going to join the pool for the college football pool again? I haven't joined it yet. All right, make and sure I'm you join that. I'm still deciding. It's a fun one. It was fun. You did well, and you would have got paid last year if the rules were this year. They changed it. Top 10 get paid no! out. 
Ooh. this year. You were like nine, right, yeah. last year? So top ten will get paid out this year. Yeah, and I made some risky risky uh, calls out there. And I, again, I was I was telling Joe when we were talking about it, is my fandom gets in the way of making realistic decisions. That's true. Like there was plenty of times where Wisconsin had the over by like thirty. And I was like, yeah, I did it on too Wisconsin, for you. and they like beat them by like. 18 or something you know yeah, it's like yeah, come yeah. on dude like i think I knew one time it was win, by like 28 yeah one time like it was like a couple one time it was very close and it was very frustrating but like i need to stop like thinking like a fan when i'm in those but it's so hard because uh, it's it's stupid but it's what i'm passionate about you know i'm on wisconsin you know how i'm a fan i'm a very skeptical and like annoyed fan so like my teams like most teams are like no, no teams can do right my team's like my or no no teams can do like typically a fan is like my team can do no wrong i'm the opposite i'm like my team can't do anything right we will snatch defeat from the jaws of victory so that actually helped me with the hurricanes because yeah anytime i get a game where i'm just like i have that feeling of like we're not gonna beat georgia tech or like we're not gonna and we're favored by 15 we're not gonna beat Pitt, which we actually did that actually hurt me last year we did beat Pitt, and i didn't think we would but anywho uh so Rabbit Trail, as usual, we should rename the podcast Rabbit Trails because I don't know where we're going right now. Uh, well, college football. Bring yeah. it back. College football. Yeah. So the first AP poll is out. And for the first time in three years, guess what I'm about to say next. There's a... uh, Alabama's not number one. Yes. So the, for the first time in three years, we have a new number one team based on the AP poll. And for the first time in history, it is this team. Who is it, Easton? It's Clemson. Go Tigers. That's why I wear my orange shirt. The Clemson Tigers top the AP poll for the first time ever as a program. And Alabama, for the first time in the past three years, technically going on four years, is not number one. They come in a close second. And number two, followed by Georgia, number three, Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU, Michigan, Florida, Notre Dame, and rounding out the top 10, Texas. So Texas has brought it back around. Finally, the program appears to be back. We'll see. So what I want to do with this part, it's not really a segment, but we're just going to, for this part, I want each of us to pick a team that's in the top 10 that will not end the year in the top 10. And then I want each of us to pick a team that is not in the top 10 that will end the year in the top 10. You could be lame if you'd like to and pick like uh, number 11 to be in the top 10. But what, Gators are out and Wisconsin is in. That's, <laughs> that was easy for you. So you so you feel the Gators are overrated. I do. I mean, it's it. I think it, they've got a pretty good defense, but it's mainly – two or three players on that defense that's kind of holding them all together that are pretty good leaders. But, you don't like Felipe Franks? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. But I'm, I'm, definitely, I'm, loving it. I'm definitely excited for Wisconsin this year. They got uh, a couple quarterbacks back there, so I, it's not freaking Hornybrook, so take that, FSU. And <laughs> uh, Jonathan Taylor. They did take that. Yeah, they did take that. They did. But Jonathan Taylor's uh, going to be running for Heisman this year, so. I really want to see him get it. I'd he's say he's definitely the favorite. earned it. Well, I don't know. Actually, Trevor Lawrence to uh, 
And then Jonathan Taylor. That's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting Heisman group this year. It, a lot of star talent yeah. or star power. Yeah, so it's gonna be tough. But I mean, Jonathan Taylor's doing what other running backs dream of doing. No, no, absolutely. So it, it's I I hate I don't hate it, but like it's my team, so I'm just I seem so biased. But I mean, that's okay. It's it's fact. It's a solid so, pick. Yeah, it is a solid pick. I actually I think they're sitting at sixteen or nineteen. Nineteen. I'm sitting at nineteen right now in okay. the AP. I think you might okay. be 16 in the coaches. Let's see. Either way. Coaches, you are, well, you're 18 in the coaches. Okay. Uh, let's take a look. So, well, for me, it's tough. Since you said the Gators, I won't say the Gators because they're one of my team. I do think they're overrated. I, I think they'll probably end the year ranked with a good bowl game. I don't think top 10. Same. I'm going to go. So, then that leaves, and it's really the, the last three, the Gators, Notre Dame, and Texas. Like, those are the three that, that I don't feel. I love LSU. Love Michigan, love Ohio. I hate Ohio State, but I like what for, they got. For the top ten, yeah. Uh, Oklahoma with Jalen Hurts yep. from Alabama. That's going to be interesting. Um, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. Obviously, Clemson. Clemson may challenge the O one O two Hurricanes for the best team of all time. And of course, that sounds a little biased. I just think when you got thirty seven draft picks on one team, then you're the best team of all time. Go Hurricanes. Um, <laughs> But Clemson has a squad, man. Like, they've got playmakers on offense. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, running the whole thing. One of the best running backs in the in the in college football. You've got uh, really obviously the defense can be good. Their biggest thing was they lost so many D linemen to the draft this year. Mm-hmm. But they always reload. They've always got tons. So so they're solid. So I'm, I'm, I, I, am, I feel like after after a national like title. Friggin' everybody's trying to flood and get into that football oh, yeah. program. So yeah, it's no. easy for them to pick the best of the best Absolutely. because everyone wants to go play where they just won. Absolutely. You know? So I'm drawing this out a little bit. So so again, those those top seven I really like. Um the top the bottom three don't love, don't love Florida. So I, I think I'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go with Texas. I don't think they're back. I don't buy it. I think they might end Hook them. Yeah, no, horns down. Horns down. Horns down. Um, I think it's possible they could end the year unranked. Not gonna say that. I'm just saying it's possible. I don't think they'll be the top ten. And the team that is outside of the top ten that I think could jump up into the top ten. I'm gonna go surprisingly and no, I'm not going there. I take it back. Give him an honorable mention after you make your pick. I will. I will. This is tough, man. I'm going to go with Auburn. Ranked? They are currently ranked 16. Okay. I I like Auburn. My biggest concern is losing Jarrett Stidham Mm -hmm. to the NFL, but it it appears they have a, a nice replacement for him. He looks good. They, I think they kept a lot other than that, if I'm not mistaken. I could be so off on this, but I'm pretty sure. And, and they're they're playing Oregon this week. This is kind of a good indicator that they're a little bit, they're a little bit underranked. Is they're playing Oregon, and they're the favorite. And they're Oregon's 11, they're 16, and they're still the favorite by three points. So not much, but so I think Vegas knows they're a little underranked. I don't know how far up into the top 10 they'll get. My honorable mention was UCF. Really okay. good program. And they will go into this. Actually, this did might they be keep Mackenzie Milton. They did well. Mackenzie Milton's there, but he suffered a horrific knee injury in their. I believe it was their bowl game. Okay. 
And so, but that's the thing is they replaced him with Notre Dame's quarterback from the last couple of years, Brandon Wimbush. Okay. So he's not a great throw over the football, but he can run with the best of them. He's a very good runner and he can throw. He can throw. It's not bad. He's not as good as Mackenzie Milton, but he's very Mackenzie Milton like. Mackenzie Milton can throw the ball, but it's not as strong. His, his strong suit is the way he can extend the play in, in his feet. Um, so I think it's going to kind of be a seamless transition. And on top of that, Mackenzie Milton wants to make a comeback this year. So people didn't think he would ever play football again. He's going to try to come back. So we'll see what what happens with that. But um, So that, that was our other bit of news is, is UCF is starting. Brandon Wimbush transfer from Notre Dame. So that really there's quite a few transfer quarterbacks out there. That there are, are like you already mentioned, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts transferred. Tate Martell went from Ohio State. He was supposed to be like the next big guy for Ohio State, and then Justin Fields transferred from Georgia to Ohio State, and Justin Fields was like number one ranked coming out of high school. So then Tate Martell went to Miami, then lost the job to uh, Jaron. Jaron Williams. Okay. Uh, no, Nikosi Perry lost the job too. So the reigning starter from last year and then the star coming in from Ohio State both lost to a guy that I believe transferred from Kentucky. Or no, 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 sorry, decommitted from Kentucky to commit to Miami and, and sign with Miami. And I like the move. He's big. He's strong. He's way bigger than Tate Martell, way bigger than Nikosi Perry. He's about the same height as Nikosi Perry, but thick. He can run a little bit, not as well as Nikosi. Throw much better, I think. So okay. I like it. But so now Tate Martell is trying to transfer again. He actually got a waiver this year because when you transfer, you're supposed to take a year off. Right. They let him play this year, and then he didn't win the job. So he's like, okay, time to get out of here. So he's trying to get out again. Uh, who else? Uh, well, obviously, I said earlier, Alex Honey, Hornibrook went to uh, Florida State. Florida State from Wisconsin. Who was the guy before Trevor Lawrence uh, at Clemson? He took them to the championship, but they lost against Alabama, right? No, no, no. It was the year... Alabama beat Georgia. The year Tua beat Georgia at halftime. They came out at halftime, so th- so they lost in the in the playoff. What was that guy's name? Shoot, the he transferred. No, it was Clemson's quarterback. Clemson's quarterback. He he was the starter before Trevor Lawrence. So not last year, the year before. Yeah, it's all right. He know. transferred, and I don't remember where he went to. So I don't remember uh, his name or Michigan, where he went. One of Michigan's quarterbacks transferred out. Went oh, to they? I think he's going to start. Um, for the Illini, I think they're probably not. So he went to really small programs. Yeah, they're yes, it's Big Ten, but they're probably not upset about that. Yeah, <laughs> because they're, big they're that's Patterson. That's, I think it was Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson. That's right. He was supposed to be their guy. Yeah, supposed to be. Didn't really didn't really pan out. out. Yeah. Anyways, a lot of transfers, a lot of stuff going on in college football. Check it out this weekend, and we're gonna end our college football segment, and we're actually gonna go into our last segment Wait, in a moment. I've got something else. Oh. Easton's got a little juicy bonus. Well, yeah, this one. Oh, is... he's like, wait, no, don't ch- chill. <clears throat> no, the juicy about... bonus would be that we already have purchased two tickets for two different. We already have purchased tickets for two separate games for college football this year. That's how excited we are. We're going to the Wisconsin USF game. Don't be so humble. Easton got me tickets for my birthday, um, and then we did purchase, which I still think I owe you money for the. Wisconsin USF. Yeah, so, so Easton's that, purchased both tickets. That's uh, that's the end of this month, the thirtieth. So that's exciting. And then in October, beginning of October, going to the Miami and Virginia Tech game. Eric Weinrich, if you want to come out, <laughs> Virginia so, Tech. Yeah, that one will be also, a good time. Also, I think I just said Eric Weinrich. I think it's Weinrich. 
and it's like the oakland or las vegas thing just it's just eric i'm so sorry eric <laughs> i don't know <laughs> just you blow me up dude just it's okay get me back i'm Britton hopper <laughs> and the the uh the other little story is the pac-12 is encouraging sleep and by that's good th- by that i mean that there's going to be no 9 a.m kickoffs this year for the pac-12 i like it so, oh because they're all west coast yes so encouraging sleep for us no no for, the, for them their, their players oh for them instead because of making they play up so early so, so we, can, we watch can watch them at 12 at a normal time so now they'll probably not play till 11 ish so we'll be watching that's good though i like that it, it's it not bad it kind of spreads the games out yeah because there's but, always, I feel like at 12, there's always so many to keep up with. Yeah. So I wonder if their games will go later to where we may miss some from going to bed early. But I'm not going to go to bed early. I'm going to watch football. Yeah, so. Screw going to bed yeah, early when My work's going to suffer, not my football viewing. That's fine. Yeah. That's okay. It's American. You, they, you, they send you out of here. Ice would be after you in a moment if you went to bed instead of watching football. Is that too much? Okay. Probably, probably. too much. I take it back. Okay. If you make an ice joke, I send it back. <laughs> okay. Uh, any more juicy deets? Um, not with college football or the NFL. Well, we've got more yes. college football. It's just our, it's a separate segment that we're apparently calling. This is so lame. Should we rename this right now while recording? I called it Thursday's three. So we're going to pick three games every week. And do the over unders on them. Oh, well, we'll do the the money line and the over under. But or the I'm sorry, I misspoke again. We're gonna do the point spread, and okay. we're gonna do the spread and the over under. But is Thursday's three kind of lame? Thursday's three. Thursday's three. At work, like I was thinking about it, like doing some work, and then I was like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> And now I'm like, no, it doesn't. Hmm. Well, be thinking about that. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, get into it. <laughs> send us send us some suggestions of what we should name this segment, where we pick three different matchups on a Thursday for college football. Thursday's three. Wait, dang it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, send us your, your yes, suggestions, please. Please, for the love of God. For for the love of Brit. Yeah. Please. All right. So we're gonna this week we're gonna go a little biased. We're gonna do both Wisconsin and Miami games, but they're pretty good games. Usually we're gonna go and kind of pick the best games, so kind of the closest spreads. Those mm-hmm. would be fun to do. Um, but this week, actually, Miami is one of the closest spreads. It's the second closest spread this week, and Wisconsin is one of the closer ones as well. I think it might be third or fourth. So we might actually be picking the same thing. It just happens to be Miami and Wisconsin. So coming up first, we'll, we'll go based on schedule, I guess. Uh, Miami. At Florida, again, technically in Orlando, but it is a home game for Florida. Uh, Florida's favored by seven. It's been pretty sturdy there. It's been, it went to seven and a half a couple days ago and then it went back down to seven. So uh, pretty sturdy at seven points. Who you got? You think Florida will cover or do you think Miami will keep them either under seven points or win the game outright? Um, I'm, I'm not going with the over. So, um, so you think Miami. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's first game. Uh, everyone's going to have first game jitters. It's not technically – well, it is technically a home game, but it's not the Swamp. So they don't have the worries of playing in the Swamp. And I think being in Orlando, they're each going to have better travel uh, fans. I agree. So I, agree. I, I feel like it's going to be it's, – it's a neutral field. so It could potentially be hotter. <clears throat> Probably yeah. not than Miami, but Miami's got a sea breeze. Orlando is rough. 
I mean, it is it is hot. So so both teams will suffer there, I think. But and and with having a quarterback that they haven't seen or been able to study, that's true. It's also going to give Miami an edge. It could so. potentially go both ways. It could yeah. give Miami an edge. It could also be rough if Jared Williams comes out jittery, and yeah. like real jittery. So you want to call an outright winner, or are you just saying Miami it, it, that the Gators will win, but they won't cover? Um, I'm I'm going to say that Miami's winning. That, think so? Yeah. I don't, All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that a little. Yeah, Gators aren't winning this. All right. They're they're getting knocked out of the top ten immediately. immediately. <laughs> so Miami is ranked. Well, they're not ranked, but if they did rank down, we we would technically be 29th. So it's not a terrible matchup. It's 29 versus seven or first versus eight. Uh, Florida is ranked eighth right now, but um, I've got to say, I've got to say I agree. Except, I think, I think Florida will win, but won't cover. But will not cover. I think it'll be a good, close, defensive game. I yeah, think our defense is going to go wild. I think scoring. their defense will go wild too, though, on our young quarterback. Because that's what we you guys really... are known, not, currently known for is, is your defense. Oh, 100%. They're just full of studs. Turnover chain, fast, physical, not great against the pass, great against the run. Led the, led the, whole, led the nation in um, tackles for loss last year and I think the past couple years. So great against the run. The problem is the pass. But and you got Felipe Franks back exactly. there. Exactly. So. You got Felipe Franks back there. And, again, hopefully they can get it together in the secondary. And that's the other thing is with the vast amount of turnovers, that helps the passing game. So you're kind of saying we don't mind giving up a ton of yards. Let's just get turnovers. you know. So we'll see if they nip that in the butt this year and just have a great all-around defense. Offense, I think, will struggle. So I do think the Gators will edge us. I don't think they cover, though. So let's go over to the over-under. The over-under for the total score is 47. Uh, I'm thinking no. I'm yeah, thinking I'm, I'm taking the under again. Like you said, low scoring. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either team hits 20. I mean, potentially neither team could hit 20, and if they do, maybe a 24 to 17 game ish somewhere Which in would there. Would be 41. Yeah, so it's still not be under. quite 40. exactly. So so I'm thinking somewhere in that range, 24 to 20, 24 to 17. Taking the under. I'm also taking. Um, I'm not taking. I'm taking Miami. I'm not taking Florida. To the cover. other hard thing is, you have to think about um, college is always way more high scoring than the NFL. Oh yeah, always. Oh yeah. But still, this is going to be a low scoring game. I, I agree. I think so. Um, we'll see. I hope not. I hope the Hurricanes just blow them out. That'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd be sick. Well, if they beat them by forty six points, forty six nothing. There you go. Take the under. Hurricanes win forty six zero. Um, you heard it here first. Take it or leave it. (laughs) All right, I'll let you start this one off. Uh, even though you started the last one off, (laughs) Wisconsin number nineteen, Wisconsin against unranked USF. Wisconsin is favored by thirteen. You taking Wisconsin to cover? Are you learning? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Even though your lessons from last year, you're taking them. JT, dude, he's just they're gonna just they're gonna chew him up. Yep. But I think. I think it'll be a game to where he'll have a ridiculous amount of yards in the first and second quarter, and they may pull him by the third quarter or mid-third quarter. Could happen. Um, they did it a lot when they had Melvin Gordon back there. They they would always they would always pull him. Like uh, shoot, I forget what it was, but he he broke some record for like in-game rushing, like uh, single-game rushing, and they pulled him in the middle of the third quarter. Gotcha. Or a couple minutes in, and then literally. 
before that week of football was up. I think it was Samaje, uh, something with a P. Prince or it's not Prince. It's I, f- I forget something. Peroni or Pierre. I don't know. I don't remember Purine? what his name was. I don't know. It was something like that. He broke it the next day because he played all four quarters. Dang. So it's like dang. Uh, you taking the well? I, I guess I'll say first. I am also taking Wisconsin to cover. Uh, typically, if this was if this was like a thirty point line, I'd probably err on the side of under just yeah. because of their history. But we also don't know what we're getting with their quarterbacks this year. New quarterback. Um, you know the defense going to be solid. You know offensive line is going to be solid. Running games will be great. Over or under 57 points total. Yeah, that one's tougher. That one's tougher. Because um, you got to put it in like game like, you know, score. Like 30 to 27. That's that's what you're expecting. Yeah, no. I, um, I, I would te- – I'm going to – because I already know what I'm going to do, so I'll, I'll let you think about that for a second. I'm going to take the under – I see you guys winning this game like 35-10, 38-10, blowout, um, but not quite getting 57. That's a lot, a lot of points. It's a Even lot of points. College. Yeah. Um, especially with a with a, a spread like that. 13, you know, you're favored by 13. So you're so they're expecting both teams to score quite a bit. And I, I don't know. I, I see you guys scoring quite a bit. I don't see USF scoring quite a bit, honestly. So that'd be my, my prediction. What do you got? 57's a lot. I love Wisconsin, but I'm, I have to go under. It's, it's just a smarter play here. Smarter play to go under. I like it. We're in agreement all around there, too. So far, um, yeah. We were a little disagreement on the Miami, Florida, Florida Miami, but we were on, we were, we'd same both, page. Yeah, yeah, same page. Uh, what do we got next? Same Last bets. one. Number 11, Oregon. This can be the best game of the week, I think. Number 11, Oregon. At number 16, Auburn. Auburn is favored, so the the by the lower ranked team is favored by three points. By three, who you got? Um, I think Auburn will cover the over. You think so? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I am gonna say <laughs> this might go against everything. I just really like that quarterback, uh, Justin Herbert in Oregon, but I don't really like much else. So I almost wanted to say I think they will not cover and maybe even Oregon win the game, but uh, I'm going to agree. I think Auburn will win. It's going to be hard to win without covering, so I'll take them to cover the spread. Uh, The over-under is 56 points. I will start this one and say I think over. I think both teams will have a big scoring day. I think it'll be a nice shootout hmm. to start the season. Justin Herbert slinging it. The Auburn offense slinging it. Well, because the whole offense doesn't sling it. <laughs> they just do what they do. Do you know who their quarterback is now that Stidham's gone? His name is Bo Nix. He's a freshman, true freshman, that is. Five-star recruit out of Alabama. Uh, he was number three in the state. Overall, and then he was the number one dual threat quarterback. So he's a he's a runner. He he can run a little bit, but uh, he's good size. I think he's like six two. I had it here somewhere. Yeah, six two two oh seven. So he's probably put on a little weight since he's been in college. Um, but yeah, I mean you gotta love it. I mean his overall grade coming out of high school was a ninety eight. So he's a player. So we'll see if he can lead an offense in a in a school with that 
prestige. A very young offense. Very, yeah, well, and then on top of that, he's a young quarterback. So we'll see what happens. It now, could be the offensive line is very like experienced. So that most of them yes, are seniors. Yes, that's helpful. But all their all their skill positions are younger. Yes, very helpful. Very helpful. But so their defense well, is also the offensive line being older is super helpful. Yes, and their defense is also older. Yes. So and, and they had a pretty solid defense last year yeah so that'll be helpful as well i think yeah. i'm more I, confident in that choice now yeah yeah, yeah. i agree uh, i'm taking auburn so we're both taking auburn to cover the yeah. spread are you taking the over under? i took the over I, 50 what was it 57 points 50, 56 56 points on this one and i'm still nervous because it is a young offense i feel like they're going to try to make a few like amazing plays that might not turn out but i feel like it being the first game they're going to take some risks, and it's going to turn out well for them. So uh, I'm, I'm going the under, under on the 56. All right, so first time we disagreed, Easton's taking the under, I'm taking the over, everything else we agreed on. That does it. Can't wait for college football. Can't get here soon enough, and it's only a day and a half away. So Make close. the final push. We can get there. All right, we had to do it to him. He's sending us too much good content. So we are starting a new segment today. We're going to end with it tonight. I threw I I hit you with that today tonight. You don't even know what time it is that we're recording this. Actually, I can tell it's nighttime cuz Easton I can't see Easton right now. Until I put he my can probably phone see up me. Yeah, he can see me cuz I've got face. the computer screen in my face, but I cannot. Oh, there he is. His phone's in it. Oh. Hello? Oh, there you are. Hi. Okay. Uh, we're going to call this segment Inquiries from New Hampshire featuring Sean McKinney. Sean has just been hitting us up with some fantastic questions. And honestly, there are... So, so he's no longer included in the mailbag. If he ever sends us questions, he can't be included in the mailbag. He's Sorry. Got his own segment. You've got your own segment, Sean, so you can't be included in the general public. You are your own person, your own... Uh, like I said, Inquiries from New Hampshire. Yeah. So featuring Sean McKinney. Now, another little debate we had a little not a debate, but question kind of like we were questioning. We're pretty sure you're from New Hampshire. Not pretty. I'm like ninety nine percent sure you're from New Hampshire, but then Easton was like, Are you sure? And I started doubting, so And you're all because you're all Boston. You're you're T G B. You're the Bruins, great Bostonian. You're you're New England, which obviously the New England Patriots, that's all of New England. Celtics, and Bruins. Celtics, Bruins, so but Red Sox. It makes sense. They're the closest to you. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this. I know you're from New Hampshire. I could be wrong on this. I think you're pretty close to the border. Probably way off on that. But I know you're from New Hampshire. So inquiries from New Hampshire. We're going to start it up. We got three. We're going to, whenever we do this segment, we'll pick three of Sean's fantastic questions and we will go at it. So go ahead. First one. So since this is an all football episode, Sean has sent me a ridiculous amount of questions that I was able to pull. Uh, I think we're doing three of them. Three that at least include football. Yes. So the first one is, are the Chargers dead in the water? I'll start with this one answering as far as, I'm going to say no. I don't think you can be dead in the water with a great quarterback. And and Phillip Rivers is a great quarterback, and he's Isn't still that? playing great football. Um, I mean, he was one of the, the better, he was top five quarterback in the league last year. So, no, I don't think you can be dead in the water with a great quarterback. However, are they hurting more, and, and do I not? Because a couple of weeks ago, I could have chosen them as, a, honestly, as a Super AFC contender. Yeah, as an AFC championship favorite. Not Maybe not favorite, but contender, and then, yeah, Super Bowl contender. 
And now I probably wouldn't with this whole thing with Melvin Gordon going on, with the whole thing with Derwin James going on. And they're they're kind of hurting right now. Yeah, and then I don't Keelan, think they're done in a while. They're still going to make a big, big push, but they're they're not the same team that they could have been. Exactly. And then with Keenan Allen, he's suspended or hurt. He's out regardless right now, and so that doesn't bode well. So not dead in the water. Possible, still possibly a playoff team. They will be a playoff contender. I'll tell you that. They'll have to really fight through some struggles to get there, though. Yes, but. Uh, that's about it. Not dead in the water. So, what, what, what would be your general answer? I guess because you chipped in a little bit. But yeah, my my answer wouldn't be dead in the water. But they're definitely on on the struggle train this uh, this year. So well, you said not dead in the water. Not dead in the okay, water. Sorry, but I thought you said dead in the water. They're they're working through some some hardships <laughs> for sure. It's they not going to be an easy season. Got no, some stuff be... going on in their life. Yeah. All right, you answer this next one first. Uh, you can read it too. Because all right, so the next one is, what do we get more of this next year? Blake Bortles touchdowns or Ben Simmons three pointers, <laughs> which is hilarious. So thank you for that. I that, love uh, it. The good little little chuckle there. Um, tough, see, tough question. <laughs> it, it is very tough. Like I'm, I'm trying to think and like trying to use logic here, but before you answer, breaking news. Did you see the video? I think I retweeted it with Take Early Leave page. Ben Simmons was draining some three pointers and really? oh from deep too, huh. come from deep in his. I mean they're all doing open gyms right now, so obviously not always against NBA players, but he was draining a couple. Huh. Yeah, he he hit three or four in the video. It was pretty nice. Three or four? That's already more. Yeah, than while you're answering, Blake Bortles I'm, touchdowns yeah. that he could probably get. I mean because well, obviously he, he's not going to be a starting position. Um, you know they've. Unless there's a huge injury, which I you know wouldn't wish that on anyone, but of course not. Um, Blake Bortles, dude. Uh, Why don't you start answering? I'm gonna I'm gonna find this video. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Ben Simmons three pointers over Blake Bortles touchdowns. Um, I feel like that just makes sense because, like yeah. you said, unless there's an injury to Jared Goff, Blake Bortles will not <laughs> will not have a touchdown. We he know he won't have to play. Yeah, exactly. The only reason they would play, play him is if they're so set on. On uh, you know their ranking towards the end of the year, they might play him in the last game just to save Jared Goff. You know, if they already have uh, home field advantage and everything, and they're already set, they don't have to worry about a loss or a potential loss. Not that putting Gotta Blake hear. Bortles in counts as a loss, but yeah. So I'm, I'm going Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons three pointers, and I think you're gonna agree with it after you see this video. I guess I should be talking while you're watching this. That'd be helpful. There's one. Oh, buckets. Oh, a little step back with a hand oh, in the face. There's bu- two. Buckets. Oh, a little crossover. Half step back. Oh, buzzer beater. Shazam. There's three. What did I say? Three or four? I think that might There's be the last four. one. Oh, he hit it fourth. Okay. Yep. And, oh, no, this one's driving to the yeah, lane. Yeah, I think the rest are just little jumpers, but still, still a little nice. Listen. Not bad. I'm taking Ben Simmons three pointers. I'm putting the over under on Ben Simmons three pointers at five this season. Five the entire season. Five. Through, well, he hasn't made one since he's been in the league. I don't know that he's taken one since he's been in the league. Maybe one. Um, I'd have to look at that stat up. But I'm putting the over under on made three pointers at five, and I'm taking the over, baby. Taking the over. He's gonna make more than five this season. 
That's you. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, dude. I can't see your face, so I don't. I can't tell if you think I'm crazy or not. No, um, I, I think it, it'll. I think you're right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, well, actually, we could be totally wrong. He's like doing this, and, and then he just totally freaks out in games. Just doesn't. T- I don't know. We'll see. Uh, all right, last but not least, I'll, I'll, I'll answer this one first. Uh, with the unreal popularity of the NBA and the NFL, are we kidding ourselves to still call baseball America's pastime? First reaction, yes, you're kidding yourself. But then you think about it, no, because it's, it is America's pastime. It, it is in the past, and it's, it's getting left farther in the past. <laughs> The the long the longer well not the longer the, I guess no yeah the longer the MLB refuses to make changes to make the sport more appealing to the younger generation it is going to get left farther and farther in the past don't get me wrong play like I've said it a million times playoff baseball is some of the most enthralling and thrilling sports sporting events to watch they really are playoff baseball is fantastic but mid-season in june july august i'm out dude i'm out it's boring it is the pastime and it feels like the pastime it feels like 1908 when i watch mid-season baseball i i would have to agree with with most of that that uh, it's being america's pastime it's it's just a classic you know that's that's what baseball is. It, it oh, that's classic America playing some baseball. Yeah, but I mean, it it football football's taken over. I think for America and basketball is gaining so much popularity worldwide. Oh, it's wild. So, um, I mean, for America, NBA is huge because we've got you know all the all the great players and everyone that's playing well overseas is coming here to play. In one of our previous episodes, we mentioned like a bunch of the bunch of the uh, players getting awards were from overseas yeah so i mean everyone wants to play here when they want to play basketball because it's a great american sport and everyone's huge into it um, i think 2k is one of the biggest video games out there um you know madden also but um uh, yeah I, I think baseball again is in the past yeah for those old timers that were born in 1908 that say it's america's sport they're what they're out of their mind, but for just America's pastime, I like that. It's like yes, that's America's history. That was the sport. That was that was that was America's sport. But now it is dying, and they got to do something quick, like cut the season in half. Think about this: lower the pitching mound. How much fun would it be to watch? I mean, because what's fun about baseball? Home runs, deep dingers. Lower the mound, because right now you're already getting a lot of that. But it could it could be a lot funner to me because if that having that what half a foot, foot and a half, not foot and a half, it'd be like what like a foot. How how tall is the mound? It's got to be it's got to be close to a foot and a half, maybe. My guess is sixteen inches. Yeah. So you you put a pitcher that can pitch a hundred miles an hour on that. You know, it's gonna be that much harder to hit. You bring you, you put a guy like Jason Verlander, you know, on a lower mound. It's now, it's a hitter's league, and, and I just think that's what sells, and that's what's that's what's captivating. And I don't know, it's just an idea, but <laughs> another rabbit trail. Yes, it's, it's elevated ten inches above the rest of the playing field. Okay, so about ten, so not not quite a foot. So I guess I was about yeah, so not quite a foot. Just lower that, man. You you start getting 
everybody starts hitting. You know what I mean? And then it, I just think it's a more it's a more fun game to watch. But maybe that's just me. I, I don't. My my problem is fan. is all the downtime. There's so yeah. much downtime. That's true. People people in America are starting to get on the soccer train, but have kind of been hating on it. But at least it's a constant moving sport. Hockey's a constant moving sport. Basketball's yeah. constant moving. Football, yes, you do. You have pause breaks, but when the action is going, it's going. Baseball, it could be, you know, five straight strikeouts, and that's. Sorry about our dogs in the background. Continue five straight strikeouts. Yeah, it could be five straight strikeouts, which yes, could be exciting for the pitcher to like, you know, come up with these, you know, crazy stats, but it's not always the most exciting thing to watch. Oh, it's cool to watch them throw one pitch for, you know, over 100 miles an hour, but, it, you know, after watching a couple pitches, it just kind of gets tiring, or it's cool to watch the movement on a ball, but it's not always... That's true. That's fun It's to not watch. always, like, super exciting in the moment. It's not, like, going, going, going. But even that, watching movements on balls, like... That sounded weird. Um, <laughs> it's it's really... the <laughs> Yikes. Um it's it's really it's after the fact it's after the pitch you're seeing a certain camera view in slow motion to walk or not even it doesn't even have to be slow motion but but it's not usually real time that you, yeah. you might be able to if if you've got that cam which i guess sometimes i take it back i guess that that camera view is always to the pitcher's back so you you do see the the movement in real time so i, I don't know I'm just not a huge baseball guy, so maybe the baseball savants would be out there like thinking we're, we sound crazy saying more hits, more fun. Yeah. But you know, I, that's just... I also like um, when they like, you know how when you're watching football they got the yellow line for the first down. Yes. Right. Yes. I love when they do that stuff in baseball where they have the batter's box like visible to the play, like to yes. the viewers and to where the ball is landing, yes. like you can see it in there. Like I, I like that kind of stuff. That's make that like interests me. And keeps me like watching to see where the next ball is going to land, if it's going to be in the box or out of the box, you know. So. Which also brings to mind, no, we didn't talk about golf today or ever. <laughs> but when they do that thing, when they hit a ball and it shows you where the ball is going, the arc. that's wild, yep. dude. So cool. Keep keep us keep us like entertained. Keep us going for every single thing, like because they need to add something. Like yeah. let the fans throw something, like scissors oh my gosh or has a lot you're right what's a little bit less dangerous well i mean <laughs> the fans can't even do anything that someone, yeah like that you saw it uh who was it the mets the mets hit a tried to the mets hit a ball no it was hit on the mets and a mets fan reached out and caught it no the Mets. You lost me. Yeah, I, I'm. I lost myself. I think the Mets hit the ball, and a fan reached out and caught it, so that the outfielder couldn't catch it. And it's fan interference, and yeah, they yeah. kick so the fan out of the game. You can't reach over the. You can't reach out of the field. Right. You can. You but he can, reached like, out so that he wouldn't get an out. Yeah. Basically saved him. Yeah, I got you, got you. Yeah. So like, if a player is reaching out of the field to catch a ball, you can interfere. But if if the ball is in the field of play and you reach out and catch it, that's fan interference. So I learned that recently. I thought that was incredible that you could go to like, let's say we went to a Rays game and we're playing a team we hate or the A's. Yeah, the A's, and we're like in the fan, and, and this this A's player can can steal this home run. It's out of the it's out of the Wait, field. We can't even call them the A's anymore because everyone's gonna think we're talking about the Oakland Athletics because everyone calls them the A's. Yeah, no, not the Oakland Athletics. We're talking about the, the Tampa Bay A's. Actually, I thought A's. you were talking about the o- Oakland Athletics. 
Okay, that's hey. our show. This is getting it yeah, wild. It is. Oh, hey, this man. is football only. Today. Football only. Get no out baseball of here, talk. Man. What the heck? That's America's <laughs> pastime, not America's current time. Send us your love, your comments, your hate. We'll take it all at take it leave it bh on Twitter and Instagram. We love you guys. That's all we got. Peace. Take or leave it.